Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hello once again and welcome to The Wind Down. I'm Nick and with me I have... Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Good. Thank you, Nick. How are you hey, going on your I'm... nice little beach there? <laughs> well, well, I wish. I'm actually meant to be in Cairns, but instead I'm running the um, the COVID motel. So I'm, oh, I'm delivering yes. room service to my, my two kids who have COVID. Uh, well, I mean, what do you do? So, yes. <laughs> can't do anything yeah. but luckily scott came around today well they didn't come in because we're well, nicer and, and delivered a care package which included some wine so i know what we're drinking but why don't you tell us about it so I mean, on the um on, on the chance that we could actually drink the same thing when we uh when we are doing this remotely um we actually picked up some little half bottles of a uh, wolf bless gray label uh, mclaren vale shiraz 2019 Right, and um, here it is. It looks like a looks like I've actually thrown away the um, little cap already. But there we go. That's right. Now I've um, I've had this breathing for oh I'd say about an hour and a quarter, and um, I tell you what, it's actually quite good. It's, well, uh, that's, it's it should good. be. It's a Wolf Blast Grey label. It's not. It's yeah. not rubbish cask wine. No, no. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to let some of the cask wine breathe one day and see if I can get you to tell the difference. Um, but it'll be certain. <laughs> it'll be a certain type of cask wine. It'll be um, um, probably a, a K Brothers. They do. They're um, quite a, a good winery down there for a quality drop, and they they do produce a cask. But it's a it's a very nice cask. Um, well, at least the, the wine in the cask is very nice. Um, that's, that's cool. Now, you've said that. there's lots of good cask wines. In fact, I was up in the Hunter Valley recently, and um, I, I said to mention to one of the guys at Brokenwood doing a wine tasting with us that, um, you know, mentioned cask wine as possibly being the best breakfast wine. Well, I have been in lockdown <laughs> for a while. And, uh, and he, he went, oh, cask wine? And I went, it's just another way of packaging it. And he went, oh, I, suppose, I suppose you're right. The, no, no, the, the winery, um, the the winery teams um they were getting stuck into the um, the steel caps and the the, the metal caps uh, a long yep. time before they became popular and said look this this is great because it actually produces much better seal um oh, and there's and less also... way less spoilage with the um screw caps <laughs> there is uh, there is it's easier to get the cork out and get the wine in the bottle yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we know about that don't we scott <laughs> yes but um but they were also talking about the the casks as well saying yeah there's Aside from the perception that it's it, it's yeah you know, cheap nasty wine in casks, um, the casks actually do a very good job um, of you know keeping the wine fresh or keeping or keeping it um, airtight, I should say. Yeah. Um, so this uh, the, this wolf blast though, it's um, from uh, Nuriupta, about uh, like an hour, just just on an hour. So what's that northwestish out of out of Adelaide? Um, I, I do like I do just, like the way you can pronounce that, but cannot pronounce any French name of any wine ever. <laughs> Would you like this glass of Campagni? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll have it with my Chateau Neuf de Pape, please. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, as the um, the lovely French uh, person serving it screws their face up in disgust. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, cool. What are we talking about today? Um, well, good in in aligning with our sort of topic of the month a bit more around a security focus I, I thought we'd tell everybody about a few security tools they've got available and may not really recognize in particular one around microsoft's uh, security score 
sounds really interesting. Now, I've heard of Secure Score. I've seen it pop up. I've got emails from Office 365, but I don't really know what it is. So we'll, we'll unpack that in this one, yeah, right? We, we will. Okay. We will. But, but, but let's start. You know, you know, we, you, you, Tribe Tech's an MSP, managed service yes. provider, works with customers to do all, all sorts of you know, IT. Who actually is responsible for IT security? It's, it's changed over time. Um, and I, I said this very broadly because in the last sort of few years, uh, security being a, a fairly important topic to most businesses uh, and uh, the security of the organizations that it now has a director level responsibility. Uh, and as a director, uh, someone on the board um, has to say, yes, I've got the, the hat that says um, I'm across the security on what controls and what um, tools and systems we have in place for the organization. Um, that director can no longer just say, oh, um, I've hired someone, they're taking care of it all. They actually have to be actively involved. They need to be across what's going on. They don't necessarily have to understand all the technical details because that's not really the, the level of board needs to be involved with, but they do need to understand what their, uh, their general risks are, where their threats are coming from, and what they are doing in order to mitigate those risks. Okay. Like, like yeah, at a board level, you don't have to be a forensic accountant, but you do need to be able to read a balance sheet and P&L. You need some literacy in IT security yeah. to do it, right? You would know generally what, what good looks like. You, you would know that, um, hey, we know we have to have audits done. We know we have to have P&Ls produced in a balance sheet. We know that our revenue is going to be in there. Our costs are generally going to be in there. They're going to be accounted for in correct ways. And if I look at that at a broad level, I can sort of see that's about correct. And as people are explaining to me what's happening, yeah, okay, I can, I can see that's happening. Good. We seem to be doing the right thing. Not just, oh, someone else does that. I've assigned the task and I can, therefore I can put a tick in the box. And then when it all comes apart, you say, well, I assigned it to someone, but hey, you know, <laughs> not me. Um, yeah. So so you say that directors are liable, right? Yes. And, and obviously, directors' liability can be insured against and is, is limited for certain things. What do, you, what do you mean by directors are liable? What's the liability? You, you know what? I've, well, just, just on that, you mentioned about insurance. Um, you can insure against mistakes. You can insure against perhaps... Um, bad judgments um you know we thought this was going to happen this didn't we lost a bucket of money or something like that or abc happened and yeah it didn't go very well and now we're getting sued or something yeah i i get that um if you I, i'm not sure to what degree you can insure against uh competence um if you if you have not if you know that hey we've got a lot of um, client data it's uh, it's very sensitive it's health data for example or it's something uh and you know i'm sure it's just fine yeah i don't need to worry about this look it's it's on the computer yeah who could possibly get into it i'm sure we'll just be fine and all the all, all our patient records everything like that that'll, that'll be good um yeah yeah all this security stuff's just a way to extract more dollars out of us blah 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 and eventually you get hacked I, I'm not sure to what degree an insurance policy is going to cover you there because you didn't really take any care to protect the insurance company against basic risks. So, and this is what we're seeing sure. with cyber cybersecurity now with insurers. They're saying, look, we, we, we don't exist just to make big payments because you don't want to do anything. You've still got to like put a lock on the door. You've still got to close your yeah. windows. You've still got to, you know, lock everything up and so forth. You've you've got to put all the basics in place to at least minimise the risk that we are insuring you against. Uh, 
You can't just be ambivalent to the whole thing and hope it goes away and then expect us to pick up the tab. And they've no. actually gone back now, even to older cases, and the insurers are going, you know what, you you didn't do a good job. You didn't even try. We want our money back. And now, the insurers like are, they're not just the, and the insurers aren't just sitting there waiting for a claim and going, ha, you did the wrong thing. There's actually wording now in the policy documents in cyber insurance. Isn't oh, look, there? there's, there's a lot of wording. They are, um, I, I won't say running scared because that's not really fair, but they are, uh, they've been hit hard in this new area with the claims of the past, and they are very wary about the risks they are now taking on in this area. You have to show that you are doing the right thing. You've got, yeah, you know, you've got your backups. You've got your antivirus. You've got your auditing. You've got whatever it is that, the the um uh, that is needed, and it's no longer just yes, I've made an attestation that I've done this. It's oh, I've actually got to show that someone has come in and cited that and verified that this is actually happening in accordance with my policy. That's the level it's starting to get to now. Um, okay, so we, we've identified as an insurer, you're, as, sorry, it's a director, you're going to be liable, the insurance companies are asking you to do things, and, and so the Microsoft Security Score would be a tool in that toolkit, right? Yeah, look, um, on the basis of your using Office 365 or Microsoft 365, um, here is something that is available in your tenancy, here, click, 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 and it'll give you a score on how secure your tenancy is according to Microsoft's definition of their best practices. Right. And this isn't Microsoft making up stuff or trying to sell you stuff. Oh, no. and, look at, and it's all, I've had a look at this. It's almost impossible to get a perfect security score. Uh, look, I don't, I don't think there is a perfect security score because the other thing is what a, what is identified as a risk for one person may not necessarily be a risk for someone else. Um, this isn't just like four or five things that are looked at and say, do you have this enabled? Yes or no. Oh, there you go. You get 20%, 40%, 60% and so forth. No, no. There there are literally hundreds of things that are looked at across the tenancies. Uh, for example, multi-factor authentication. Do you have it enabled? Yes. But is it on for every user? Do you have all yeah. your parts? And depending on to what degree, you may get a, an average score in there. You may get a higher score if it's enabled for everyone. Um, but it's the sum of all these scores makes a total score, and um, you generally start to look at that. Um, so I, I've noticed as well, Microsoft has started doing that across Azure as well. So it's not just Office mm. 365 it, now, it's, it's being the extended. platform too, it's which is super extended. cool. Yeah, um, and it's not, it's not so much a score that you can compare to somebody else. You can't say, hey, look, we got 40. Oh, we got 45. We're better. Not necessarily. Um, the, the trick is whatever you get, are you improving upon that every quarter, every six months, every year and so forth that you can see progression and you're gradually getting better? Uh, look, there is, a, there is a fair bit of work involved in doing some of these. Okay. So, so is it like a spreadsheet or does it include a, like automated security assessment tool? Uh, look, it... it it is sort of fairly automated up front because it goes through and shows you what's going on. Um, you can get a, I can get a, a score today out of anyone's tendency. You just go like security.microsoft.com. You, you've logged in. You can actually go and click on the secure score thing and away you go. It'll show you. Um, the, the good thing is it's very easy to go and get your initial data. The, yep. the bad thing, well, not bad, but the, the, the issue becomes what then? because there's a lot of stuff that happens after that. They'll say, look, um, in one case, I was looking at um, one client the, uh, uh, the other day, a new client, uh, they had 132 re recommendations come up. 
And I'm looking at this, okay, we have to look at these and work out what's what's real for the business and what's not. And look, there's there's going to be some big things that have got, oh, we can get some quick wins here. But there's also a lot of little things as well. And we've got to understand, are those issues important? Uh, so is, is it, this, it, it, yeah. It's, it's quite funny, and, and because Office 365 scales from really small businesses up to the largest businesses in the world, like the U.S. Department of Defense, um, in enterprise, you're fairly used to getting a report with a couple of hundred recommendations in it and having to act on all of them. You Teams of people do that all the time. Yeah. In small business where your resources are limited, that's a bit more exciting. It, it is, and look, if you went to any specific smaller business and said, here's our security port, uh, report and our 130 recommendations. Yeah. What the, yeah, what am I supposed to do with that? No, you, in, in generally in smaller business, you want to know, look, how do I put my fundamental protections in place so that I know I'm secured against the common stuff and I can just get on with my business knowing that I've put, you know, the right stuff in place, but clearly I haven't got a team of you know, 20 security engineers out in the back room looking at all of this. No, no, for sure. But it does, and it helps you out, right? It doesn't just leave you with item, pass or fail. There's recommendations no. for each item, aren't there? There's recommendations for all the items. Um, and to the degree that you actually want to use that as part of a program, like an ISO um, 27001 or some sort of um, other security standard, you can actually track um, each of the recommendations. You can actually say, look, is it valid for what I'm doing? Um, or we have assessed the risk and agreed that, look, this risk is negligible for our particular type of business. Therefore, we're not going to worry about this particular item. Mm -hmm. um, and that but way it, you can still, actually... It's, yeah. It still says to me, you're going to have to go through each of those, or either you or you and your MSP, let's, or, yeah. or you and your IT specialist uh, with secu security as a specialism, need to sit down and go through each of the items where it finds you wanting and have a conversation about them and prioritize them, right? Yeah, that's right. And look, um, they're generally listed by weight. So like the the ones that give you the biggest bang for your buck will be up top and the all the little smaller ones start to appear down the bottom. Um, but you really do want to be talking about this. And it could be that every quarter, like we, we have quarterly reviews with, uh, with clients and we'll go through and say, look, um, in your tenancy, here are the top like 10 items that we're looking at as far as security goes. These are the next biggest items. Here's what's involved in addressing these three or four. Do we do this in the next month, in the next two months or whatever? And we just, we just over time start knocking them off. Unless there's okay. any really big obvious threat staring us right in the face that says, oh, for some reason, all your multi-factor authentication has been turned off. How did this happen? We need to address that straight away sort of thing. Um, but it, that's not common to, to find those so, sorts of things. So you, you've got these items that it finds. So it's looking at your yes. environment and tells you items. It gives you recommendations. And you can track how you're going on them, which is a really cool thing. Mm. Um, but I know when working with a lot of small businesses, you know, the modern way to look at data is online in a portal. You look at live, real-time data. You extract what you need. You work with it. That's sometimes beyond the capability of, of, of lots of people in small businesses. It's not their core skill. They, they make widgets or they, they mm. do ceramics or they do something else. What reporting is available? Can you export it all as a PDF? Can you track it that way? You, you can export the data. I, I wouldn't say it's in the most friendly of formats that I've ever <laughs> come across. Um, look, it, it, in one respect, I'll say there's a number of organizations out there that have actually incorporated secure score reporting um, into their broader security reports that they do. Like They mm -hmm. may sell security assessments. 
Uh, and yep. as part of that, they'll say, um, as we're doing a review, connect your tenancy up to, to up to us and we will connect all your, we'll go and pull all your security score data and actually present it in a nice little easily viewable form. Um, I, I think that is a, uh, that's something that's not quite there in the Microsoft side yet. Uh, whether they've not seen the the prettiness of the formatting to make it easier to view for um, small business owners or for people who are not really into all the detail, I don't know. But that that's not there yet. So we are seeing that in the third parties a lot. Um, I also think that, that over time, uh, most of the popular third party things that appear uh, around um, sort of yeah, Microsoft three six five tend to end up within Microsoft three six five. So I don't know. You, what, let's watch this space. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no, absolutely, and 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 that's the thing. You know, you get third-party build a cool tool, and suddenly, next thing you know, Microsoft own it. So oh, that's okay. never happened, has it? No. <laughs> so we talked about the secure score thing. Yeah, it's, it's yes, a director's responsibility. It's probably a cool thing to do. How do we use it? So yeah, literally, just go into a browser, security.microsoft.com. Away you go. Click click on it. It'll you got to log into your tenancy as part of that, and um, that is the security interface to your tenancy. You can go and look at the uh, look at the items and see what's happening in there. Okay. Poke so, around. So you're going to sit there. You're going to get a score. You're going to get a. I'm trying to envisage this. You're going to get a bunch of recommendations. So you should just sit down and do the whole lot, right? It, that, that's exactly what's what's possibly likely to happen. Um, look, the um, the problem the, the problem is unless you know what you're doing, um, every recommendation. Uh, comes with quite a bit of explanation saying, look, what the issue is, how to fix it. And if you want to go and do this, click here or click on this button. It'll take you to the right section of the you know, the 365 portal to go and enable the setting. You could quite easily just go in there. Oh, excellent. Hang on. So I'm on 50%. If I go and turn on these next 10 items, I'm on 65% or, you know, I've got more points. Great. Let's go do that. Click, 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 without really understanding everything. And all of a sudden, your application stopped working. You can't print stuff. Your email's not breaking. You're only getting half of this coming. You go, what is going on here? And all of a sudden you realize you've turned on a whole bunch of security features that are stopping old applications from running. Um, they're putting tighter controls around email. They're looking for certain types of security or certificates that you may not have there. So you've got to be careful. You've got to understand what it is you're doing. Um, and also, even if that risk is applicable to your business, um, there could be something like an item worth quite a few points. And you're saying, but when are we ever going to have that? Um, mm -hmm. I know, for example, in the like the ISO 27001 standard, there's, there's controls in there that talk about secure coding for developers. Well, if you're not a developer, clearly that item or that control is not valid for you. So you yes. basically say, I'm excluding it. So, yeah, no, I, and that's, that's, that's quite fascinating. But it, you can implement security to such a degree that it breaks your environment fairly easily, right? You, you can um, and look I could I could pull the internet out of my firewall and say I'm protected from online activity I, I can't do anything but I'm protected yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a, yeah, and that's the, that's the thing you can secure yourself to st such an extent that your business no longer works yeah so the most secure laptop in the world is one turned off with the hard disk removed with the hard disk locked in a safe perfectly yes. secure. That, that's right. anything, but it's perfectly secure. I used to have a phrase. How did it go? He who sacrifices usability for security deserves neither. Yes, and often gets neither. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so so joking aside, right? Yes. What are some of the things that 
yeah, are things you should think about. Give me, give me, let's have a pick list. If I see these, I get the secure score. What are some of the things that most people are going to go, yeah, I should go do it? Okay, so some, some popular ones. I mean, if we look at this recently, we've got um, uh, multi-factor authentication. There's yep. one. Yeah, have I got it turned on for all my users? Is that actually working? Uh, or do I only have a small number with it on? Uh, legacy authentication methods. Um, and this, this is an interesting one. Um, so the, it used to be that you could just access, for example, mailboxes with a user ID and a password. Except yep. that most people can work out what your email address is now and therefore can try brute force attacks on passwords. And usually in the past, most passwords were not that strong, so it's easy to break into. Um, when you've got printers and photocopiers and things like that in your organization that used to email to scan, um, yeah, scan to email, sorry, you um, yeah, you go and scan a document, it emails it to you, and there's my nice little PDF. Great. How does it get that? It's actually sending an email, so it's logging into a mailbox. A lot of those were very basic levels of login authentication. And you go and you say, great, disable all that legacy authentication, make sure I'm, I'm very secure, and all of a sudden the scanning stops. Yeah, or your old email application and, stops or something else stops. And um, a bunch of integrations you've got that are specific to your business suddenly stop working and all sorts you, of things. Yeah. yeah, you've got to update things, upgrade firmwares. And some of the older copiers, they don't have upgraded firmwares for their for those models. You may have to replace mm -hmm. the device. So so that's, yeah, and, and that's, a, that's one of the issues. I know we write some software that we're just fixing at the moment to move to modern authentication it's, as Microsoft get more and more excited about it. Um, now, we've spoken before in security sessions about the thing from the Australian government called the Essential 8. Yes, we um, have. And a lot of it is very Microsoft-y, right? The Essential 8 seems to be people working in a Microsoft environment. They talk it, about word macros and stuff yeah, like that. It, it, it's been enhanced a lot around uh, the Microsoft Office suite, um, yep. probably because there's a lot of users around the Microsoft Office suite, but also because there's a lot of security things you need to be aware of around Office as well. Um, but yes, and and it's it yeah, and with with respect, it's actually the same with any piece of software that was written twenty five years ago, right, or thirty yes. years ago in 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 items like Microsoft Office, in that they weren't written originally with that level. There just wasn't that kind of security breaches we talk about now. Just were twinkles in a hacker's eye back then. I think I saw my first computer virus. Um, it's called Chemnitz, if I remember rightly. And it was, it was oh, many, many moons ago. But that was distributed in the boot sector of floppy disks. Right? Mm. We didn't have the internet. We had dial-up. It was like all sorts of things. So, so understanding that there may be legacy support, which is a security risk in Office, I don't think is a bad thing about Office. But my question was, if I was to look at the things in the secure score, do they cover the things around the essential eight items? They they do, and especially the uh, the recent update to the essential eight that goes into a lot more detail in some of the areas now. Uh, essential eight's been out for a little while, and the you know, the feel is that look, people have had enough time to get the basics in order. Let's now start to turn the knob a little bit and make it a bit more detailed in every area. Um, things like can. Um, it used to be, you know, you're blocked from running Office macros, okay? Yeah. Now it's more specific around things like, um, are Office macros allowed to run a Win32 API call? As in, can they oh, call they Windows be. functions? No, that, that, that's be. just it. <laughs> yet yet a, most, a lot of the hacker sort of APIs go, oh, if I can run this macro, I'm going to go and call these operating system functions and see what I can do and, and you know, 
evaluate, um, uh, escalate my authority into uh, into admin, and away we go. So um, there's a lot around that now, and they've all been, from what I can see, at least the majority are sitting there in the secure score um, recommendations now. So, yeah. That's cool. So, you know, you, we, we go to security.microsoft.com, you said. Yes. And I log in with my Office 365 account, and there's my secure score. Sounds pretty easy to do. But yeah, I'd assume, yeah. like all things in IT, it's really easy to find, and it's really easy to go put yourself in a position that's kind of scary and things don't work. It, it's it's easy to break yourself, yes, yeah. um, with with most things with IT. Um, when there's a lot of um, uh, nerd knobs, as they're called, um, <laughs> little things where I you like can play. Term. Well done. Yes, yes. I'm going to little... steal that one. <laughs> um, things you can turn and poke and turn on and off and move around and, you know, and so forth. You're making changes in your working environment. Um, yep. And as per you know, basic change management, make changes one at a time. You find out that things are working afterwards. Don't make and, 10 and changes think, and then see that things break and then not know which change caused it. Yeah, I would say with that, one of the things which um, um, you know, we used to do in IT is we would only go and make the change in production after we tested it in a lab. It seems to me a lot more with things like Office 365 that we'll go and make the change in production and see <laughs> if it works. And we're almost yeah. in an environment now where sometimes that's your only choice. It's hard mm. to build a Office 365 environment with everything else representative of the production environment. Um, it, it is, and it, it used to be because you, when you were doing your testing in your lab, and look, me, me, many, many years ago, um, I was in the uh, the IBM labs in Boca Raton working on the OS2 operating system at the time. Not a lot of fun, I'll tell you what. But they had 110, 120 different computers in this sort of large-ish room, um, representing the um, hardware tests they would do when they do a new build of the OS2 kernel. They'd go and run it on all these different machines to make sure it actually worked. Um, but clearly in the world, there's more than 120 types of machines. Yes. And this is the problem that your test labs can only be so big and so detailed. Every business uses the software in, in a different way on a different type of hardware footprint and so forth. Um, you just can't test for everything. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. And I've always thought that the more things you start configuring, the more chance it is you go down a path that hasn't been fully tested. Well, and Office 365 is it. a crazy complex platform. Yeah, it, it's got more than four options when you go settings. Um, yes. You know, there, there are pages <laughs> and pages of those things. And if you think about every business has got a different operating environment to everybody else's business, well, hey, yeah. Yep. So... But this isn't the silver bullet to everything, right? It's good for your it's Office not. 365. It's good for your Microsoft environment. It's good for that bit of productivity. But it's not It's not a silver bullet to everything. No. I mean, if, if for example, if you're running Google, it's not going to tell you much about your Google environment. Um, <laughs> if, if, if you're running specific um, machines on your network or um, different types of systems, it's not necessarily going to know a lot about that. Um, it does. Um, we have seen it start to do more in the vulnerability scanning and getting mm -hmm. to know more and more different types of uh, network um, equipment. Um, but the the list of hardware it's scanning at the moment is by nowhere exhaustive. Um, but you can see where it's where it's heading. It's starting to add more and more major vendor brands and, and bits of um, infrastructure in there. It's, it's getting quite detailed. Mm, that's interesting. So, um, 
Yeah, I would say, yeah, from what I've heard, work with your IT provider to implement a plan. But I go one step further. I'd say if you're working with an IT provider that does Office 365 and they don't have a proactive plan to look at the secure score, then go and find an IT provider that does, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the sort of thing. I mean, look, it could be they've got a different tool they're using. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if your provider is not using any security tools to assess your environment and has no way to measure good versus bad, I'd probably want to have that conversation about, uh, hey, we need to start to get some understanding about the health of our environment. What can you show me? Can you give me mm -hmm. some reports about how good it is? Uh, why are these reports, you know, best practice? What makes that happen? And, um, and if you're in Office 365, the Microsoft one's sitting right there. You may choose to use something else, but at least it's there as a starting point for you. And there's no, no extra cost for the basics in there. Cool. Now, I understand that your team have built a service around Secure Score. Uh, we, we have. We, we use that as a reference for our clients as well. Um, and this is the whole thing that, um, you know, let's say we go and um, we go to uh, Nick's, uh, Nick's business and we say, hey, Nick, we can manage all of your IT for you. One of the things we'll look at every quarter when we do a review is, hey, here's your security score. Here are the key issues. Um, we need to raise this figure. Like it, it may be in the early days, we need to take a bit more direct action to put some good security controls in there because I know that mm -hmm. you may not be right across those. Um, and we then go and say, look, over time though, we really want to start just to make sure that we've got continual progress. We can show if anyone came in and said, hey, you're doing a terrible job at security, you can say, well, no, actually, look, we actually took a baseline. We worked at what we're doing. We're gradually implementing change over time such that the change isn't too much that the business breaks, but it's sufficient that we're making the business stronger sort of every month by doing something. Um, and that's the, the main sure. thing. So people listening today say a business owner has access to their Office 365 environment. What should they do? Go in, have a look. Have a look at the uh, have a look at your security, security score even because the security front screen tells you a bit. Yeah, security.microsoft.com. Just have a look at the front screen. It's right there. It says security score or something percent. Now, you're going to see something that might be you know, 40 50% or something like that if you've never really been in there. It's, okay, that's not really good, is it? Well, it, it it's not horrendous. It's not great either, um, but it means you've put some basics in place. I've yet to see very many, um, much lower than sort of like the 30s. Um, but you can also start to see uh, comparisons against similar businesses, your size and that sort of thing. And um, I, I, I'm not recommending organizations use that as a reference of what good looks like. I mean, if, if everybody's bad, you shouldn't think, oh, that's all right. I'm just as bad as the rest. Therefore, I'm OK. No, you should become better. <laughs> Uh, but you can at least see what's happening out there. And of course, if you're way behind, you sort of, maybe it's a bit of a wake up call. For sure. Cool. Scott, that's been awesome. I know now, now I know all about Secure Score, and I'm going to go into all my test tenancies and have a look at what my Secure Score is right after this, right after this oh. podcast. That's yeah, excellent. Just don't change anything. <laughs> I won't promise. <laughs> now, everyone, thank you so much for listening or watching. Yes. We really appreciate it. Um, if you do like, what you hear leave us a like make sure you subscribe and if you want to hear us discuss a topic leave a comment so we can actually see what you'd like us to discuss scott once again yes. thank you so much thank you nick thank you everyone be secure <laughs> thanks everyone have a great day bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.